Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Is your dog spying on you? Why British men suddenly can't have erections? And we take a deep dive into the murky world of giant fish today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, it's Jason Carpenter back again for another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. Hope you guys are having a good day. Still fighting this stupid sinus infection. But, you know, what are you going to do? I got some medicine, and I'm going to record this and edit it and get it out for you guys, and then I'm going to go to bed. I got a long weekend ahead, but I wanted to get this done. I like doing this show. Hope everyone's having a good time. I know I always say that, but it's sincere. So, I went to the fireworks yesterday, watching the fireworks on 4th of July. And you know what's always interesting to me is subcultures. Subcultures I, I find interesting, and especially when they're based around some sort of job. So, well, I'm watching the fireworks, and I turn to a friend of mine, and I go, well, how do they practice for this? Like, there must be some place out in the middle of the desert where, like, they shoot off fireworks to test them out and to make sure the arrangements look good and, and things like that. But it's, and which is probably true, I didn't bother researching it yet, but, and then I thought, you know what, throughout the year... You have those scenarios where it's like the young guy who wants to get into the firework business or, you know, he he shows up there. Maybe he doesn't have any other career prospects and he shows up to the fireworks launching pad. And there's like the old gruff guys like this is a business for kings. This is a business that was handed down from the Chinese to us. And, And you have those weird um dichotomies you have those weird like the young guys trying to break into the business and the people who've been doing it for the longest time you have the people who to them it's just a job and it's something they do to pay the bills and then you have people who like have great pride in the fact that they're one of a long line of firework artists i'm sure there's an actual name they use like a pyrotechnician or something like that but i always think that's fascinating that you'll have these little subcultures that if I went and talked to them and said, hey, so how do fireworks work? They'll give me like a brief overview, but when they're talking to each other, they're going to use all this slang and jargon. And uh, maybe they go all to the same bar and it's called like the pop-off or something like that. Or Rockets Red is the name of the bar they all go to. And they're, you know, shooting back whiskey and talking about, oh yeah, I lost these two fingers in the fireworks show of 77 and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there are big test sites for fireworks and and it's funny talking about the subculture of the people who set them off you know that there's the people who designed them and the people who you know not only designed them but like uh, are advancing the technology forward the people who manufacture the fireworks we have now and then there's like people in a laboratory going like how can we make fireworks 44 percent more efficient that they'll last longer and so on and so forth. I saw an article that some um, places are using lit, lighted up drones instead of fireworks. And, you know, I, I can kind of see the allure of that. There's no, you know, fire threat. But I don't know. I'm not a huge fireworks guy, but I, I, I do like I do like uh, catching them. I, I really don't go out of my way to watch fireworks. Anyways, 
So, so today's a weird episode because actually all the stories kind of have something in common, and that's bones. And 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 really, I'm like forcing it to be in common. They don't have a lot in common. First thing I wanted to talk about, and this is actually like if you know me in real life, if you had a conversation with me for more than ten minutes in real life, and trust me, I'm a real person. This this isn't an act. I've been quoting this article. It's been out for a, probably a couple of weeks now, but I just find it so fascinating. And what's fascinating too is I don't think the article gets the main issue right. So they did. This is from the Mirror in Britain. This is their newsletter, not newsletter, magazine, newspaper. The headline is: Men in their thirties hit by impotence epidemic is half suffer from erectile dysfunction. Now, of course, this is a study, and they, you know, study 2,000 men. They have to extrapolate it out, but half of men under 30s have impotence issues. That is mind-boggling. I talked before on a previous episode about how as I got older and I was taking a bunch of nicotine, using a bunch of nicotine, it was causing blood pressure issues with me. But to be in their 30s and not, and not being a chemical thing, that's just alarming. That's a, you know, it's a blow to a man's self-esteem and it is a blow to them being able to have a steady relationship because women are going to have a hard time being sexually satisfied if you can't get it up. It's just the truth. So they asked them, obviously, the follow-up question was, why do you think you have impotence? And 49% of them said stress, and then 24% of them said, you know, too much drinking. And and then there's some other reasons in there as well. But I don't think either of those are really the issue. I mean, obviously, that's what they're saying. Um, So they said nearly half, um, four in ten men said it was stress, and then 36% was anxiety. Or no, 29% of it was anxiety, and 26% of it was boozing. I think it's pornography, now, there have been studies done as well. I'm going to link all of this in the show notes. But there have been many studies done showing that pornography can lead to impotence in men. There's actually a term for it. It's P-I-E-D, not PIED. Well, it is PIED, but it's porn-induced erectile dysfunction. And what it is is that when you start off, you basically train your, your brain and your body to react to pornography um, I'm looking at a video of a hot woman, and I'm masturbating to it, and I'm creating this feedback loop. The, the dopamine rush is a, is you know amazing whenever you have an orgasm, masturbation or or not. But what happens is when you start watching pornography, and it, then you end up watching too much of it, you men you end up overusing it. It becomes a crutch, and we do have young men say then when they go to be with a woman or or a man, whatever, but when they go to be with somebody, it they can't get it up. Now, when you're watching pornography, I can click through. I can have 12 videos on my screen, and I can pick which one that I want to watch, and I can find a great one and watch it for two weeks. But then eventually the novelty wears off. I have to find another one. It taps into our our um, caveman brain. Every time I'm watching pornography, I'm basically finding a new mate, and I'm spreading my seed. It's doing all of these tricks. But when you're with somebody real, and they're it's not they're not as sexy and you see the the you know the blemish under their left armpit and they have a you know now they smell and stuff like that and they're not a perfect 10 that you can't just skip past to the good stuff you have difficulty i actually don't watch porn anymore and it's not because of that 
I just am not a fan of it. Now, obviously, when I was in my when I was growing up, yeah, it was great. It was this whole new thing. But you get to a point, and for one, listen, man, I don't want to watch another dude banging a chick. Like if some if there is sex going on, I want to be the one involved. As you get old, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I I kind of had that realization. I'm like, why am I watching this other dude bang this chick? Like that, it's that's not fulfilling to me anymore. I think maybe it was the novelty of it at first, and you're seeing all these beautiful women, but. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to watch it in real life. Like, if someone's like, hey, man, come over to my house and watch me bang my wife. I'd be like, dude, that's... No, dude, you invite me over to your house and I'll bang your wife. And you can watch. Or we can bang her together. But I'm not going to come over and watch you bang your wife, dude. That's weird. So, and that's really what pornography is. It's You're just watching an act, but you're, you're chemically, your brain thinks you're there. So, th- that's a little bit of a uh, public service message. Guys, if you're listening to this, stop watching porn. Stop. Masturbation, fine. Use your imagination. Read a book if you have to and imagine that. However, don't watch porn. It's going to mess you up if it hasn't already. you got to get out of it. It can cause a lot of addiction issues and it can cause physical and, and mental issues when you need it the most. You don't want to get with the girl of your dreams, or any girl for that matter, and not be able to get it up. It's super disappointing to you. It's super disappointing to her and it actually makes her feel bad. So, stop watching porn. But I'm going to go ahead and link both of those articles, and uh, there's actually um, some science articles on the PIED stuff, and then you'll have the other article for the British thing. There's books out there like um, Your Brain on Porn and stuff like that. You can do further research on that. Now, going from boners to things with no bones, and I don't know if maybe they do have bones, I don't know. Invertebrates. Do invertebrates have bones? I know they don't have spines, but do they have like skulls? Because that's a bone. Or teeth is a bone, really. Anyways, anyways, so the segue doesn't make sense. But So I was always told, like, I watched them a lot when I was a kid. Or any movie with a giant animal, giant insect. And people go, you know, insects can't, animals can't get that big. Um, you know, why not? And they're like, well, because they breathe through their, like an ant breathes through its skin. And if it got giant, it wouldn't be able to breathe or something like that. Somebody told me that when I was a kid. And so they kind of, you know, took the fun out. Was it them? It was them with the giant ants. So, I was always told that, you know, animals have kind of like a fixed size in their genetic code. That's not true. That's not true. Animals can really get as big as possible in the right conditions. Now, I'm going to put a little asterisk next to that. It's just kind of invertebrates. So, you can't put a puppy in this environment and it's going to be like this giant, like, Falcor-sized dog. But... It's called deep sea gigantism, or abyssal gigantism. And basically, you don't know what causes it, but in areas that are super cold, things get bigger. So, greater pressure on top of them, and a really, really low temperature, can cause normal, like a squid, can become a giant squid down there. A sea spider can become a giant sea spider at the right levels. And it's the same sea spider... But what happens is, I mean, it's kind of like a breakaway species, but what happens is it gets, I read the article like once, so I could be off on this, but I read it twice. But anyways, the point is, is that if you go down to certain depths, you live longer because it's colder and maybe it like slows down your heartbeat. I don't know. But anyways, like the longer you live, the more food you can eat and the more food you can eat, the bigger you get. So imagine them like, uh, like the fat people version of other animals like 
on up in the coastline you have like just the normal sea spider and he's like hanging out and then like if you dropped 1200 feet you can meet his cousin who's just like hey dude that's my cousin down there and they're like why is he so big and you're like well he, he he's been alive like five times longer than anyone else in my family so he's eaten like a ton more i think that's interesting so i'm wondering if you went to certain parts of the world like if you went to antarctica and started like finding like went under in the ice caves i wonder if there's like giant giant monsters down there I guess this kind of thing. I mean, I don't expect you to be able to crawl into a cave in Antarctica and find the giant penguin. That's a little ridiculous. But, I mean, what if you went far enough down and there was a... You might be able to find a giant penguin. I wonder how... Penguins do get pretty big, but... Like, if it was in the water and its heartbeat was slowed down and it's just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to live to be 100 years old. But, hey, yeah, wait a second. How come redwoods can get so big if there's a limit to how big stuff can get on land? Could you technically have giant land animals? I guess you had dinosaurs. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the only reason why we have the invertebrate keyword on these things is because they're mostly underwater. These things get pretty big. And they have pictures. I'm going to link this Wikipedia article. And we're going to go ahead and move on to our last story because my entire face is swelling up from sinus pain. It's going to be a short episode. So, every so often, of course, you read something online and you're like, that guy's crazy. And that happens all the time. But sometimes you read something online and you go, not only is that guy crazy, but that guy's dangerous. That happens sometimes. So I found a guy today. And this is what he posted. Here's a picture of a little puppy. Don't, no, no, I'm not going to, nothing bad happens to the dog. But there's a picture of a puppy, and he writes, I'm pretty sure my new puppy is a synth assigned to watch me. He watches all the time. So a synth is an artificial life form. Now, there's people who believe that they're being gang-stalked or the government's spying on them. That's where a lot of the ideas of the tinfoil hat came from back in the 70s and the 80s. The government satellites flying overhead. Can't read your thoughts if you have the tinfoil hat on. That's evolved to modern times where it's not necessarily spy satellites. There's a group of dedicated people following you around. So when you're walking down the street, the mailman's spying on you. You always see the same guy on the same bicycle ride by around the same time of the day. Sure, it could be the time he gets off work and he's coming home. But to these people, that guy's a CIA agent or working for Deep State or whatever, spying on him. And this is a very, it's a very egotistical, uh, paranoid belief. And, and it's, again, it, it's interesting because when I was talking about the transabled people, I think that was in episode 10. This is another gang stalking is something that was it's a like a precursor or side effect to schizophrenia or other uh, mental issues. And it was very, very, very rare for the longest time. But since the Internet, since the explosion of the Internet and other people are reading about these things, it's blowing up. There's now gang stalking support groups. And and I kind of want to do a whole I think I thought about doing a whole episode on gang stalking, but I almost feel like it's going to be something that comes up fairly regularly because it's a key component into a lot of conspiracy theories it's fascinating and um there's actually one gang stalking here let me let me talk about this dog real quick before i go off and i'll just say this so we'll gang stalking will be something we talk about in the future i'm going to make a note and i know also yeah so okay 
So this guy believes that his new puppy is a synth sent to watch him. Now, to who, he hasn't stated yet. I'm still monitoring this thread. And unfortunately, on this website, the threads disappear fairly regularly, so I can't really link you to it. You'll have to take my advice for it. But you have to take my word for it, I guess I should say. But anyway, so someone also says, so do you, so you have a cyborg dog, so what? And they're kind of like toying with him. And he goes, I don't think he's a cyborg. I think he's a synth with all reconstituted or cloned alive parts genetically modified to do the bidding of a computer without the actual computer parts. That's what a synth is. Looks perfectly normal, but I know. And sometimes his skin looks fake. So he got this dog and he thinks that it's fake. And he said that the dog has some sort of mind control ability that's preventing him from getting rid of the dog. Someone then resp- or someone responds in the in the thread here. Um, You're going to be tempted to kill the dog, but remember, don't kill the dog. Let the dog live. And so he, this person is trying to basically talk to this man who's having a psychotic breakdown, not to do anything to hurt the dog. And a bunch of other people jumped on as well, and they said. The dog, you're, 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 that's not true. The dog's fine. The dog's fine. Go out and play with your dog. Your dog's a puppy. He wants to play with you and such and such. Now, unfortunately, this, well, this is 4chan, so it's an, an anonymous board. Nobody knows who, uh, th- who's posting this. Um, and so, you know, it's not like we can track this person down. Now, the person does say, I'm, I would never kill the dog. Like, that's not, that's not what I'm thinking. And the reasoning why is because if he hurts the dog, then all the other synths, all the other clones will come after him. So, fair enough. No one wants to see the puppy get hurt. And if it takes that delusion, like, oh, I better not hurt that dog. Otherwise, the army of clones will come after me. Hopefully, he'll just get rid of the dog. These are the, you know, this this person is, a, you know, a renter or a homeowner. Most likely have a job. Talk to him, drink coffee next to him, pass him on the street. It's weird to think that, you know, there's a lot of people, there are there are people out there who suffer from depression and anxiety and things like that. And those are kind of, you know, we just understand that those are fairly common pl- problems in a modern society. And then, you know, you meet people or you hear about people like this, which is a, a full psychotic break to look at a dog and think that dog's spying on me, and the reason why I can't say stop spying on me, because it's controlling my mind. And the question is, is what's the solution to this? How would you deal with this in a? How would you deal with this on a personal level? If a friend of mine told me I think my dog's spying on me, after I got done chuckling and going, "Wait, you're serious?" and they go, "Yeah, I think my dog is made up of other parts, cloned parts." And I think it's spying on me. And I, my first inclination is like this other person. Well, you're not going to hurt it, right? And they go, no, 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 no. I'm not going to hurt it because then all the other clones will come after me. I'm just, you know, keeping it. I think it's just kind of observing me. It's not going to hurt me. It just wants to know what, what I'm doing. How do you deal with that? I mean, you could get the authorities involved. You know, you could, I, you know, you could say, well, you know what? Why don't I look after the puppy? I'll r- quote unquote run some tests and then just they could take the dog. But yeah, it's interesting because I think there's these people, someone with this level of delusion is fairly rare. But if you you start talking to people, you'll meet people who have weird thoughts like that. Maybe not this bad, maybe not this bad, but 
Well, I'm sure the puppy's going to be okay. I'm not really worried about it. I'm more worried about him as a human. Because, um, you know, I don't think he'd hurt the puppy. Again, the, if the delusion is he'll be attacked by clones if he hurts the puppy, that's a good crazy delusion because we don't want him to hurt the puppy. But at the same time, I hope this guy gets help. I've noticed sometimes when I record these episodes, people come from certain websites to listen to them and stuff like 4chan in, in particular. And I was doing those episodes on the rapper who and X, the rapper X, XXX Tentacion, I think is how you say it. Uh, conspiracy theorists would come to the, watch the videos and things like that. So maybe this young man will watch this video and or listen to this podcast and say, you know what, yeah, maybe I should go get some help. But, you know, then again, there's always the chance that he'll just... The, the fact that we're recording this podcast about something he posted is just that gang stalking is real. He may he may think that because how, how could I have written this and two hours later it's being recorded on a podcast. I'll tell you why, because I don't have a life. And I troll... Um, the paranormal board. Well, I hope you had a great night tonight. Um, again, we're just cutting it. We're just making a short episode because I want to make sure I do this every single day. If I miss an episode, I want it to be because I absolutely can't record something. I want this to just be my practice. This was episode 21, so we're still going strong. I hope you're having a great time. Let's go through this again. Uh, deadrabbit.com. If you want to email me, uh, deadrabbitradio at gmail.com. You want to email me about ghost stories, conspiracy stories, anything like that, that'd be great. If you want to use a different name, just let me know. Everyone I've talked about that I've said I know this person, I know that person, they're all fake names. They're real people, but fake names. So I usually use fake names anyways. Twitter handle is at Jason O. Carpenter if you want to get a hold of me there. I am going to go and drink some Ambisol. I'm not going to do that. I actually found out you can die from ambisol or ambisol whatever you call it stuff for a toothache you can die from an overdose and i've been like oh man but i think it's like i think you have to take a ton of it i think it has to be like a like you have to cover your body in it because i remember just eating this stuff when i was a kid you know my sinus infection gave me a toothache that that sucks i got a whole thing going on but i got a doctor's appointment tomorrow so I should be up and running again Friday and be healthy, and then we're just going to keep going. So I hope you guys had a great night. I had a great night as well, despite the pain and the stuffiness. I will see you again tomorrow, and we will do the story How to Create a Conspiracy, which I've been wanting to do, but it takes a, a little more patience on my part and a little more talking, and I just haven't had, had it in me to do that. So we're going to do that at Friday, I hope. And then the Stephen King Kill John Lennon, we're going to retouch on that because I'm reading that book. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me, and I see your downloads, and it's great. So have a great day, guys. Bye.